Keep up with me. I can't keep up with G. I'm just a man times two, maybe three. Oh, I put up a two sign when I said three. Jesus, Lord have mercy. This show is lost. Let's put something on. <laughs> Am I out of my mind? Maybe just a little bit. Maybe just a little bit. Maybe just a little bit. But I mean well. I think I really do mean well. Listen, man, this is the Quest Supreme Podcast with your boy Kamal X. We here, man. Last episode was really good. I really enjoyed that. Really enjoyed that, man. Had to listen to that. Again, some real vibes. <laughs> I think we're all going through good, real vibes. And you know, man, I'm just trying to have a good time, man. I can't help the way I think, though. That's the thing. Like, I like to have fun, but, like, I'll be seeing shit. <laughs> like, it's like I can't help but, like, keep the real vibes. This is just who I am. I can't be nothing else. What do you want from me? What do you want from me? <laughs> Yeah, but uh, I just wanted to say that you're amazing, and I hope you're enjoying your day, night, whenever you're hearing this. I hope you understand how special you are. I hope you're giving yourself those affirmations daily, giving yourself a pat on the back. And even when you're fucking up, because we do that, sometimes, quite often, we got our seasons, okay? We do better the next time, okay? We get up. You know, swipe the dust off and we just do better the next time. Just be like, you know, I ain't gonna do that shit again. <laughs> you know? Just get better, man. Just get better, man. Shit. Fuck. Nobody's perfect. And if you knew what was really going on in everybody else's life, you would probably smile a lot more. That's a fact. But to get to today's topic with Kamal X, I've been like saying Kamal X. I don't know why. It's really weird, and I imagine myself saying that to somebody in person one day and just staring at them in the eye the whole time. Like, come on, X. My name's Come on, X. And just seeing what will happen. We used to do stuff like that in college, actually. Um, Because college was just, it was college. So So we used to just do silly shit. Like, I just, it was so interesting to me, like, when we were in college and, like, the, the whole social dynamic of, like, who's cool and who gets to talk to all the, you know, who's dating around and who gets to know everybody and who wants to date who, and, like, how that works. And it's, like, it's such a game being played. And it's, like, what if you just stop taking it seriously? What if you just start just seeing what happens if you act crazy? Like, not crazy in a negative way. Just do silly shit. I remember we used to just act weird, like, really awkward in front of girls that you can you can kind of see what the vibe was and just see if they would, like, be game. Or would they be like, okay, you're weird. I'm walking away. And the real ones would just be like okay you're weird then you have to quickly like i'm just fucking around just fucking around but it'd be weird some of them would just try to act like they really was cool with that so if i'm like making these stupid jokes that are not funny and you just <laughs> like yeah yeah i know what this is anyway um but the point being i don't even know where i went with that or where that came from but anyway you're amazing so anyway i had a i had a uh interesting uh last 48 hours um I was in my editing mode, and when I'm editing, it gets so deep, everything goes black, and like I go into this deep trance, and that is all a lie. I don't. That does not happen at all. It's actually not as dramatic as it, as I wish it would be. <laughs> I, I think it's dramatic when I'm shooting, like when I'm in the zone, like when I'm actually shooting in the street, like photography. Yeah, it gets kind of serious. More so when I'm on my own. When I do like photo shoots with people, I'm like silly the whole time. Like it's to the point where normally people have. <laughs> I've had to work on this because I'm like playing around so much that the, the person I'm taking pictures of keeps smiling and like sometimes that messes up the vibe. So I, I've had to like, so I'm only serious, like serious, serious when I seem to be on my own or if I'm speaking about some real shit. And that's like, anyway, and that just happens sporadically, but you know. But anyway, so I was editing 
chilling, listening to music. Tribe Called Quest, I think, was the vibe, or at least that was the playlist that was inspiring the mode, the mood. And I was editing photos of my nephew, Ethan. Um, and to my surprise, as I was editing these photos, um, or this particular photo in, in particular, it was one of the first times I seen him. And he's about eight years old now. He's eight years old. And I saw myself. Like, like I saw my eight-year-old me. <laughs> like, it got really emotional and crazy and weird because for me personally, um, I appreciate all the love that I did get. I, I appreciate being here today. I appreciate, you know, the experience of being young. I'll put it that way. It, it wasn't pretty at all, but I appreciate it as an adult. But with that said, I, for me personally, I had I went through a lot of crazy times growing up. Um, one of the main reasons, I mean, there's a lot of reasons for this. And I have that's why I think I have a lot of compassion and empathy for a lot of people from different backgrounds, because I just had to just experience some things. And, I, and once I got once I learned to forgive, find forgiveness, I was able to see past the pain that they caused me and start to realize what they must have been dealing with. So for the, my stepfather who raised me, um, he was a abuse. He was a war veteran. And I think the, the war really messed him up um, along with, I think some things in his past, like growing up was kind of crazy for him too. And he turned to alcoholism in, a, in one of the ways that he expressed his sorrows and pain and all that stuff was through violence, um, violence, uh, kind of like mental, just fear. Fear was the vibe. Um, so growing up for me, it was a, I was in a fearful household, a lot of fear all the time. Like one of the um, examples that I actually use with people to try to get people to understand how, how bad it was in terms of the abuse and just mentally, physically, not just with me, but even my mom, um, it was so bad that like if my stepdad walked, say we were in the kitchen and I'm sitting on a table, like sitting on the, yeah, not the table, chair, and say he walked around my, like behind me, my shoulders would, shr would shrug up and I would like, my hair on my back would rise because I wouldn't know if he was going to grab me up or anything. And this is just literally the level of fear that I was living in, just to give you an idea of what that was like. Um... So seeing Ethan's picture, my nephew, it, 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 it really reached me because one, I was thankful that he's in a more, he's receiving a different kind of love that's more, I think, more positive and more of what you, you would ideally want for a child. Um, I think my stepdad did, he did love me. He just, again, he was going through what he was going through. Um, I know it wasn't my fault. It took a long time to even get to that this point. But even with that said, man, like life is real and the things you experience, just because you understand it doesn't mean it didn't hurt. Just because it can be explained in a way that makes it a little less of a sting doesn't mean it don't sting. So and just like grief, um, this is something I learned about grief and it's helped me with my journey with that is it's not something that you cannot cure. It's nothing that just goes away. It's something that you learn to live with and you have ups and downs. You have good days, you have bad days. But to think that it's gone is one of the worst things you can do because you can be setting yourself up for a huge breakdown. 
And I think that's what I did, not with grief, but in terms of the pain and the pain and the just things being let down from the people that I trusted. And when I saw Ethan and I saw his pureness and I saw myself at that stage and I was thinking of what I thought about life, what, what I thought life was at that age at eight, what was important to me? Who were my friends? How did I make sense of the violence? Where was my getaway? For me, one of my biggest, greatest getaways besides sports was my dog. We had a dog named Romeo. It's a chow chow, bless his heart, loved him to death. And, and Romeo literally was my therapist, literally. Like when shit would get crazy, when it would get, I don't know if you guys ever seen the movie Radio Flyer. Um, that movie literally feels, that was my like life. If you've seen that movie, you know what I'm talking about. Sorry if you don't. I can't really get into it. It's one of the things, like, look it up, please. Radio Flyer. Man, that, that's what it was. But anyway, um, I remember just I would go outside and I would just talk to Romeo. I would talk to Romeo. I would cry Romeo. I would hug Romeo. Romeo always listened. Romeo knew what was going on. You know, that dog spirit thing that they got, they just know. And that was definitely the vibe. And I told and I realized that, man, if I didn't have, that was one of the gateways that really helped me um, get through that time. So as I'm looking at Ethan's picture and I'm seeing all that he has, it's making me emotional because I'm realizing that I've, even though I've done a lot of work to get to where I'm at, I've kind of did the same thing I said about the grief thing where you think, oh, I've done enough, I'm healed. I've gotten, I went to therapy, I've gotten coached, I've done the forgiveness, I've lifted it off my heart and time has gone by. And slowly but surely for some of us, well, for me, I speak for myself, things start to add up. And you don't realize that you're building that, 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 that area of pain, it's, it's still building and building. But you keep telling yourself, no, I'm good, I'm good, I'm not, I, I came so far, I'm thankful. Uh, I, I know how to deal with these things. I know how to, what to go to, I know how to risk, uh, I don't know, to find peace. I know, you know, what, what makes me feel good. I know who I am. These are things that are very important in finding yourself and finding peace. But even with those things, some stuff is just real and you can't, you can't like rationalize it. You can't use your brain to just control it. It just is. And emotions are, are just waves and you cannot control them as much as you want to. And that's something that's been my, one of my biggest challenges is stopping learning to stop control because what i've realized even like again i always say this to people like people think i'm very free and i am free i'm not gonna that is important to me but in a lot of ways i'm extremely in control of what's going on around me and most people think i'm really like laid back and chill but i'm paying attention to every single thing i think that's why i'm a dope photographer like i'm, I'm i pay attention to every single thing like it's it's like i can't help it I cannot help it. No matter what room I'm in, I'm, I know everything going on, even though I don't look like I'm paying attention. Um, some people might relate. Um, but with that said, um, the control, and I guess I was using control to tell myself that I got this figured out and I'm okay. I'm still good. I'm still good. I'm still good. But 
I think over the last five years in particular, um, between losing my best friend Drew, if y'all know him, man, you know the vibes. You know how real it was and how it really is and all that. So losing my best friend, and then there were like a couple really bad relationships that were really bad. Like they got it, it ended really, really bad. Like for me, it ended bad. Like it was just a bad look. And I told myself, I kind of shut myself down. Without even really realizing it, I just told myself I'm going to focus on me. I'm just going to do my thing. I'm going to travel, and that's definitely been a part of it. That's been I have been that has that was focusing on me. But this again, this stuff you can't control it. You can't not say, oh well, you said you travel for yourself. Then how could you travel for yourself if you're also running from yourself? You can do both at the same time. You really can, um, because we're dynamic like that. And. I guess for me to wake up call, I mean, this whole COVID experience is the one of the biggest lessons for me has been going, getting closer with my family, getting closer to myself. And because the will has stopped for all of us. Right. And it's forcing me to be a lot more um, introspective in a in a very planted way. <laughs> like so family, friends that are friend, friend, friends, you know, people that I trust enough to hang out with in these times. You know, like you don't want to just hang with people you cool with. You want to hang with people you know you trust. Where's the trust at? Where is that at? And I've been building towards those relationships and it's been very healing for me. So this has been a process that didn't just start with that photo. It's been happening. And I think this is just a part of that process that's been building. And I guess I'm at a new level of it because when I saw that picture and I thought of that pureness in him and I thought of my, myself, I started realizing that I've been afraid to face, reface my own past because I did the work years ago and I thought I was okay. And I kind of lost focus sight of it. And then things start happening. You start getting let down again, whether it's you letting yourself down or someone else letting you down or just life happening and you have no control over that. So and realizing that I had this huge break, I called my mom ASAP. That's how I roll. I call my when the shit get real, like if it's a well, not like immediately, but like most of the time, me and my mom talk. I tell her everything. She knows everything. That's just the way the vibe is. Um, and uh, we we just talk so openly about it, about how it was and how bad it was growing up, and where I'm at at this stage in my life. And she told me. That Kamala, I've always, you know, obviously my mom loves me, but she said, I've always known you, that one of your ways of dealing with things is you'll shut down and you'll find things to focus on um, when you're uncomfortable. It was, she said it's like your way of like figuring out and weathering storms. And it's, help, it's what helped me get through that growing up, to be honest. Um, but as an adult, as a person... That's not even just just a being, fuck being an adult, a being, a person like and wanting to continue to grow, wanting to create different experiences in my life, wanting to expand, continuously continue to expand, to feel that uncomfortableness and know that I want things that I don't have right now and what it takes. And a lot of that takes you looking to yourself first. And finding where the friction is, finding where the, the walls are, the blockages, and, like, facing it. One of the reasons that I stopped being a life coach um, is because I just felt like, even though I felt like I was good at it, 
I felt like I wanted to get back in the driver's seat. I didn't want to be a person that I still had so much life to live. And I felt like I was cheating myself by focusing on helping other people find their truths. And that's just real. I said, I'm cheating myself by giving so much to other people's lives and helping them find their truths. And I'm not even sure if I've figured it out yet. I feel good. I know I have a lot to give, but this is a marathon. Like we're seeing now where I'm dealing with something that maybe being a life coach might make that pride even be harder to accept because you want to keep telling yourself that you know the way to deal with this. You got it figured out. You got the control. You got the mechanism. You got the formulas. You got the, the things you're supposed to do to get through it. But emotions cannot be controlled. And for me, being out of control is very scary when it's things that I'm not prepared for. When I haven't visualized it over and over and over again and seen how this could go and seen all the ways it could go wrong and, and accepting the things that even if they go wrong, I'm accepting that. That's normally the way I roll. Like I look at all the negative things, all the positive things, and I, and I calculate and I say, can I deal with if the positive and can I deal with the negative? And if I say, cool, I go all in and whatever happens, happens. And that's when everybody thinks, oh, you're so free, you're so free. But it's very calculated, as I said. But if I can't see the negative, positive is one thing. But if I can't see the negative in it, I'm afraid of it. Even the positive to be truthful, because I hate surprises, for example. Like, I remember someone did a, a surprise birthday party for me. And when I tell you that was horrible, like, it, I made, I did my best. Like, I don't think anybody noticed really, but I was so uncomfortable. I could not relax. I was just, they really tricked me. <laughs> so control has been a challenge area for me. And I'm sharing this story because I feel like one, this, this show is, is something that I want to always keep authentic. And I want to, and it's not, I don't, I, you, if y'all know me, I do not like to be preachy. I don't. And I don't think you always have to have an antidote. And I don't think you always have to say the right cool thing that makes people snap their fingers like deep. Mm. Like we're human beings, man. I think it's important to give yourself that space to be a human being. And the last 48 hours, I felt more human in terms of the this emotional not knowing on a personal, like my heart level. Because to me, COVID and all that is a little different. It just is. I put it in a different category. Um, but for me, emotionally, in terms of just my past and accepting myself, not necessarily myself in the present, but my, myself in my journey. Accepting my journey is a better way of saying that. Um, I'm realizing that I got a lot more work to do. But I've, been made, I've made the decision and, now, and, it's, uh, and it's unveiling itself to me. So I guess, again, I'm sharing this just one to be real and honest. And two, hopefully, maybe even without having to say much about it, you can relate to that and realize that you're not alone. But also just to realize that once you make a decision towards something, be prepared for what's coming down the road. Whoa, see, I even said that wrong. Don't be prepared for what's coming down the road because you can't be prepared. Understand that the road is going to have a lot of stuff in it. 
and be willing. Willing is a better word than prepared. Willing to face it because it will happen and you will break. And I think the last 48 hours have been a break for me. And it it showed me how much, you know, I've been ignoring the pain, ignoring the letdowns and been in my world. I have great friends and I love my friends, but that's always been my safety space. That's always been what I've been pretty good at meeting people and connecting with people and just building relationships on a friendship level. That's one of my gifts, I think. But when it comes to the real talk, we talking family, we talking about things that are foundational, like they don't go nowhere. The tough stuff, the stuff that's deep, that it's not an easy conversation sometimes to find understanding with because it's got it's real, real. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Um, Yeah, I'm not that good at that. And I think one of the aspects that stopped me from being good at that is revisiting well, me not revisiting certain aspects of my past and admitting that even though I've done the work over and over again, I've written in journals over and over again, I've done the boards, I've done the books, I've done the talks, I've done the cryings with friends or randoms with family. I've done it all therapy. I've done it all. Even with that, there's still, like I said, it's a marathon when it comes to a lot of these emotions that we have to learn how to live with. You're still going to have to face these things. Especially when they're triggered from things from the present. Things that have happened more recently that become, that like kind of like become a part of all those other things and you don't realize it. Or I didn't realize it. And I'm thankful to say that today I made some steps towards getting, you know, facing it, making phone calls, having some real conversations with people that I care about, one being my mom. And just being honest about, like, the issues that we've had and, you know, me being on the road all the time and how, uh, you know, I want to we have been growing. Our relationship has definitely gotten a lot better, like in terms of just consistency. Um, But how much I want to really be there when I come back home to New York. Like I want to be there. And that's something I haven't been that great at. And I think being there triggers the past. It triggers my childhood. It it triggers the things that didn't go right. It triggers being feeling like you're little and you can't do anything and you're, and it's just, you have no control and you have to literally feel like you're mute. In this other world that I've created, this Kamal that I am, I'm none of those things. In fact, I, re, I, I hope that people feel free to do whatever they want around me because I know that it feels like to not be able to do anything that you wanted around somebody. So this is one of those, I guess, heavier episodes, maybe not for everybody, but, you know, I think we all have our challenges and we all have things that we're facing. And even though we're struggling, we're doing hard, we're amazing, we're beautiful, all those powerful things. The truth is the journey comes in waves, man. And this is one of them waves. Um, I share this again, not just to tell y'all, let y'all know my business, <laughs> but because I do think this may be beneficial to someone out there. Things could have happened 
within the last couple of years and you don't realize that they've triggered something that happened maybe 10 years ago, 20 years ago, or maybe six years ago. And you don't realize how connected those two things are on an emotional standpoint. But they might be conflated into one thing. And sometimes just moving forward and finding a new thing isn't the answer. Or telling yourself, I'm healed, I'm okay, I'm beautiful, I'm, I'm love, I'm, I'm, I'm powerful. All those things aren't enough. Sometimes you got to break. And you got to kind of look at yourself and say, damn. I got to allow myself to feel this. It's not going to look perfect. It's not going to look cool. It's not going to be in control. It's not going to be what you want to post on the gram. It's not going to be the inspirational message that you think is going to change the world. It's going to be what you need for you to find peace. So, yeah, heavy episode, man. But y'all know this is just a vibe. You know, it's just always going to be real. I love you guys. I hope this guy, this, this, uh, I don't know. I hope you connect with that in some kind of way. If not, I just want to tell you that thank you for listening because you've been a listening ear for me. And I appreciate you for giving me the space to even be honest with you like this. Thank you, guys. So, mad love and light. Quest Supreme with your boy Kamal X. <laughs> Have a good one, man. Can't wait to see what's next. Can't wait to see what's next. I got updates. Man, trust the journey. Trust the journey, homies. Trust the journey. Peace.